welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing well. This was going to be a bite-sized episode on probiotics, prebiotics, and postbiotics, but when I got writing, it turned out to be a little longer than I expected. So let's get into it. All this talk about all these different biotics and gut health may have become a little bit confusing. The majority of people who come to me when we first start working together are very confused by all of this. The aim of this episode is to give you the info you need and the actions you can take to optimize your gut health. So let's start with probiotics. Probiotics are foods or supplements that contain live microorganisms similar to the beneficial bacteria found in the gut. Some great sources of probiotics are sauerkraut and beet kvass, kombucha, kefir and yogurt. These need to contain live bacteria. So you can't just grab sauerkraut off the supermarket shelf or consume any old yogurt and expect to get the probiotic benefits. When it comes to yogurt, check the ingredient label and choose a yogurt that contains probiotics. In Australia, the brands I like for full fat organic dairy yogurt are Baramba and Jalna. There are also lots of great coconut yogurt options. Again, just check that they contain beneficial bacteria. When it comes to sauerkraut, check the fridge section. Shelf-stable sauerkraut isn't going to be harmful, it just won't contain any beneficial bacteria. You might need to go to a health food shop if you can't find them in the fridge section of the supermarket. Some brands of fermented foods I like are Kehoe's and Peace Lovin' Vegetables. If you live somewhere that's not so easy to find these foods, you can actually make your own coconut yogurt and fermented foods cheaply and easily, so you don't have to miss out. So how often do we want to consume probiotic foods? I reckon at every single meal, if you can. This could look like some sort of yogurt with breakfast, sauerkraut with lunch, and beet kvass, which is a fermented beetroot drink, with dinner. If you don't like the taste of fermented foods, trust me, you will adjust. I don't think many people like the taste to start out with. You can always hide them. So if you make a salad, you can just stir in some fermented veggies, or even just see it like a supplement and just have a big old spoonful down the hatch. If you find that fermented foods don't agree with you, there could be a few things going on. You might be sensitive to the specific foods, you could be sensitive to histamines, or you might have SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. This doesn't mean you'll never be able to eat fermented foods, but if they're not working for you right now, you may be better off taking a high-quality probiotic supplement for a period of time to ensure you're still getting some good bacteria, and then you can reintroduce fermented foods in time when you're ready. If you're going to take a probiotic supplement, please, please, please don't mess around with crappy supplements from the supermarket or chemist. Make sure you get a high-quality practitioner-grade supplement. 
You can also take a microbiome test to figure out exactly what strains of beneficial bacteria you need, because otherwise you could be spending 60 bucks a month on a probiotic that you don't even need. Okay, so that's probiotics. Let's move on to chatting about prebiotics. Just a short break from the episode to let you know that I'm currently offering free strategy sessions. This is a 20-minute call with me to discuss your current health challenges and goals and for you to find out more about how functional nutrition can support you. If you're sick and tired of putting up with frustrating symptoms and you're ready to wake up feeling light, energized, and healthy, I reckon it's time to take action. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash strategy session or the link in the show notes to book your free strategy session. Prebiotics are non-digestible, which means that they go through the whole digestive process and reach the colon intact. So they're not broken down by our digestive juices like other food. When they reach the colon, they feed and fuel the good bacteria there. So the probiotics are the good bacteria, whereas prebiotics feed the good bacteria. Both probiotics and prebiotics are beneficial for gut health. So the good bacteria feed on prebiotics and produce short-chain fatty acids, including butyrate, which fuels the cells in the lining of the colon. Studies show that butyrate has anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer effects and helps protect against leaky gut or intestinal permeability. It may also help support a healthy metabolism and improve resistance to stress. There are different types of prebiotics, which can start to get a little bit complicated. So I might have to do a separate full episode just on prebiotics. But for now, to get you started, some great sources of resistant starch or prebiotics include green bananas and green banana flour. So that's just slightly unripe bananas or plantains cooked and cooled rice and potatoes. So you would cook these a day ahead and allow them to cool in order to get the prebiotic benefits. And you can actually reheat them as well. It's just important that you've cooked them and then cooled them and then you can reheat them if you like. You can also have legumes like beans and lentils, but we just want to make sure that these are properly prepared or well soaked before cooking. A lot of people with digestive symptoms are recommended the low FODMAP diet. And one of the reasons why I don't recommend it as the first port of call is because it means we're cutting out many prebiotic foods, which can actually negatively impact the gut in the long term. Similar to probiotic foods, if you can't tolerate prebiotic foods, you may have a sensitivity or SIBO. You may need to sort that out first before you're able to add in or increase your intake of prebiotic foods. So we've spoken about probiotics and prebiotics. Now let's chat about postbiotics. So this is a fairly new term. Postbiotics aren't something you can get from a food or supplement. They're basically the byproduct of pre and probiotics. So basically, this is how it goes. Prebiotics feed probiotics or the good bacteria and those good bacteria produce postbiotics and these postbiotics or byproducts can include short chain fatty acids proteins and other metabolites 
one of those byproducts is butyrate. And I spoke about the benefits of butyrate before. It can help with leaky gut and metabolism and reducing inflammation. So clearly, postbiotics are super important and beneficial, and I'm sure we're going to be hearing loads more about them in the future. How do we make sure we're making these postbiotics? So as long as you can tolerate them, add some of those prebiotic foods that I mentioned before, like green bananas and cooked and cooled rice and potatoes and legumes like beans and lentils. Also, if you just eat a wide variety of plant foods, you're probably going to be doing a pretty good job of supporting your gut health. So let's recap. Probiotics are foods or supplements that contain live microorganisms, similar to beneficial bacteria found in the gut. Some great sources of probiotics include sauerkraut, beet kvass, kombucha, kefir, and yogurt. Prebiotics are non-digestible. They reach the colon intact and feed the good bacteria there. To make sure you're getting prebiotics, eat a wide variety of plant foods. And you can also add in those specific prebiotic foods like green bananas and cooked and cooled rice and potatoes. And postbiotics? They're the byproduct of pre and probiotics. So to bring it all together, prebiotics feed probiotics or good bacteria, which produce postbiotics. So I know that was fairly mind boggling, but I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions at all, please get in touch with me on Instagram or via email. My Instagram is Fran Dargaville, just my name, or my email is hello at frandargaville.com. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.